a tough weekend, you know, A&M losing. Then I'm yeah. like, okay, my Broncos will get it back. Nope. Yep. Yep. Fair enough, man. Um, where's Dan at? Are we missing Dan? Dan's in here. I'm here. Oh, you Dan's are with here. Us. So you're just, you're, are you riding the Peloton and just muting yourself as you go? No, I, I just joined, and then I was listening to Mark talk. I didn't want to interrupt him, dude. That been really That's rude, kind of, just given the, kind of what, what he went through this weekend. And Yeah, for sure. It was a little bit tougher than the rest of us, I understand. Yeah. It was, it was, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. Because, because Texas A&M paid $1.5 million yeah, to yeah, Appalachian State. <laughs> yeah. You beat at home. Just the most my question – my question is why why don't people just leave Appalachian State alone at this point? Like they 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 beat too many good teams to they can like, play, dude. Like they can play and like just okay, you want a cash game, I get it. Go after, you know, go after some but leave Appalachian State alone because they are really good. And you know like watching the game the most embarrassing thing is we actually got dominated by them. What 18 minutes to like 40 something in time of possession. Whoa. Yeah, that's, that's fucking crazy. That should not happen when you are a top 10 team. That's we, crazy. We, we're not really a top 10 team after that loss. We shouldn't have been. So that's all right, Mark. But I'm on to the Canes. We're going to beat Miami. Okay. Well, that's there we gonna go. Be a, that's going to be a good game there. there. We go. Now we got a little, now we got a little rivalry today yeah. or uh, this week. Yeah. Yeah, but do we though? Because I don't even think A&M's that <laughs> big of an opponent. Like, yeah, you guys are coming. <laughs> Wait, we're favorites at home against you guys. Just... I mean, you're at home. Yeah. yeah I mean, technically, almost, almost every home team is a favor in most cases. Yeah, that's technically, true. you were also favorites against Appalachian State. Well, we were. We were. <laughs> I, I, I took the, the spread on that. It was eighteen and a half. I was like, we're gonna change. God, <sighs> that hurts so bad. Yeah, like, dude. Yeah, not even a bad beat. But anyways, you know what? Miami looked a little shaky too against uh, God. Who are we playing? I don't know. Frank Gore's son plays for that. Yeah, that's right. And Frank Gore's son plays for them. So in my head, I was like, is there like some weird, you know, weird universal energy going on right now that this Frank Gore's son's just gonna, you know, carry this team to a win? But then we got our shit together and ended up putting a pretty decent win on the board. So, come for you, A&M. Is Miami's quarterback the real deal? No. You know what? Oh, Miami okay. has very tough. Well, here's the thing, dude. Like, <laughs> he's not. He's not gonna be. Well, maybe he will be. I guess I'll say it like that because Miami's been every bit of what I felt like Denver has been from a quarterback carousel perspective. Our best quarterback in the last like, ten years was our transfer from Houston, who played with us last year, and he's. I don't even fucking know what happened to him, man. So Miami's had a tough time getting a good quality quarterback back there i believe it's i don't know why they're having such a tough time recruiting at that position they, okay a lot of scouts have been said that this guy's a first round pick right Van Dyke. that's what i that's what i had heard as well so yeah. you watch him play i mean it doesn't feel like that doesn't feel okay. like that one bit yeah well that's all right i mean they can't all be first round picks yeah no as uh, as matthew mcconaughey would say about <laughs> his son Hey, um, about his son. Yeah. Uh, uh, wait. N- let me go, see. Go ahead. There, no, no. I'm just trying to think. It was a. It was a quote from a movie. Um. You know what? I mixed up the quote. It was the other guys. 
when uh, when Will Ferrell is talking about Eva Longoria as his oh, wife. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm sure you guys have seen the other guys. You're not you're not yep. replying in the positive as if you <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I know what movie you're talking about, but not the silence. Sorry, brother. Okay. Yeah. Just no. That's all right. It's just it's it's you know Mark Wahlberg is sitting there. He's he's looking at Eva Longoria like she's the most because because she is the most beautiful woman in the world. And Eva Mendes. That's why Eva Mendes. I'm sorry, I got that wrong. And then and uh, you know and and uh, Will Ferrell says, "Yeah, I know they can't all be first round picks, but yeah, (laughs) that was a good movie. I remember Eva Mendes. That was my my space background." Her, you know, she was, she was, she was a a lot of people's just love of their life. Well, I mean, if you watched Training Day, that's probably where you fell in love with her. Yeah, agreed. Maybe, maybe. Agreed. I agree. All right, um, guys, what happened during the? Yeah, what what happened during the Broncos game here? What what happened there? Uh, I mean. So I think a lot of things happened, both good and bad. But I think what you're really asking about is what happened in that last drive of the game, more importantly. And I think I'm still trying to officially. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out officially because statistically, we didn't lose that game. Even though it was lopsided in the first half, it seemed like Gino was, you know, throwing lights out, all the above. We just had a couple of blown coverages couple of turnovers and you know they say turnovers are the killer man and there's no there's no taking away from that we had two fumbles on the goal line uh that game honestly should have been a double digit win and we shot ourselves in the foot every opportunity to take advantage of that so yeah and i think that we talked over when we were texting not playing in the preseason kind of cut up to the broncos you know tackling was sloppy a lot of it caught up to a lot of teams yeah, it really did. Yeah. It caught up to a lot of teams. The, the rust was clear. Right? Say that again? I saw that most of the teams that didn't play their starters all lost. Yeah, I believe uh, starting quarterbacks specifically uh, that did not play in the preseason went 3-8 and eight in, the, uh, in the regular season week one. And... That's crazy. I think even more than... I think even more than 3-8, and, eight, and, and we'll get back to the Broncos, and I'm sorry to sidetrack, but... I think even more than the three and eight, it was how bad some of them looked, right? Yeah. So, for example, Matthew Stafford did not play in the preseason. He looked like – I mean, the, the, the Rams' offense looked terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Lamar sure. Jackson didn't play in the preseason. Luckily, we pulled out a win. But, but in the first half of the Ravens game, Lamar Jackson didn't look great. I thought that Russell Wilson looked rusty. Uh, rusty. You know, there was, there was a couple of guys where I, I thought, yeah, they, don't, they didn't look very good. No. Yep, I agree, man. It's rough though. Gino though. Gino had the fucking night of his life. Yeah, he did. did. Yeah, but here's the thing. His two touchdowns, and I'm not trying to take away from Gino Smith, but his two touchdowns were absolute blown coverages. Like he didn't make a throw on a line and beat the coverage. Like two blown coverages that I'm still trying to figure out how they really happened with our secondary the way it is or the way it was for that game. That was a little crazy. The first one was he slipped out of that sack, which. Yeah. Alex Singleton fired for that. I would have cut him next day if I ran that. Yeah. (laughs) But you do also, you, you, the, those, those defensive players the the ones that were further back have to be more disciplined yeah like and not get caught 
They got yeah, caught they, in the no man's land. Decide, you know? And, yeah. Pat Sertan looked pretty damn good, though, against DK. Yeah, he did. Looked yeah, pretty he's strong. A good player. We saw all those, he, was it Sherman, Darius Slay, all those guys tweeting how, how great yep. he was. Hey. Yep, I saw that. I saw He's that. Good. That's good. It's a good vote of confidence for him because I think that that's probably his you know most what? physically toughest task of the season already. Sure. The thing that bothered me about the Broncos' offense was they never let one of the running backs get in a rhythm, you know? No, for sure. I mean, what did Javante had? Javante Williams himself had less than 10, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I think Six he had single digits. Yeah, and, and shame on you for that. I mean – the hell like say that's your budding star you know but what they're what they would tell you is that they threw to him six times for 70 yards and he had over 15 touches for over 100 yards like in total like that's what they would probably tell you sure yeah you I, guess, I mean and it, you're right like, looking at it right yeah i mean it's it's so crazy because we're sitting here talking about it and we're trying to figure out what went wrong when in reality uh, we wouldn't even be having the same conversation if if, I mean, I, I think I looked at the number, and or, or I didn't look at the number, but I saw it uh, somewhere, and it I don't I think the last time two fumbles were lost on the goal line or on on the one yard line was like 1987. Yeah. So <laughs> so one of those doesn't happen. The Melvin Gordon I kind of expected because I even told I even told my mom as we we're sitting there watching I told her Melvin Gordon fumbles a lot. So you got to be careful too much. But, yeah. And but, but Javante, I did not expect. I got to defend nope. in on that a little bit because it was fourth down. They were going right. for it, reaching to try to get. He it was stop. He was stopped. No, right. Like he wasn't getting the touchdown. So he was just so his was a less, a little less impactful. Mm. But it was what we know him of, which yeah. sucks. Yeah. Right. Right. Like the, no, you're I right. think if that was his first fumble and you know the last 150 carries, we'd be like. No big deal because that's basically a turnover on downs, anyways, right? But it's not. You fumble so often, and you're like, "Well, shit, dude, again!" Like, couldn't you have just not gotten to the goal line? We probably would have felt better with that. Um, right. With you specifically, you said it well, though, Javante. I mean, didn't help that Graham Glasgow got pushed into him quicker than he got the ball, basically. But still, sure. like, I mean, it got punched out, and I mean, fuck, dude. Excuse my language, listeners. For all you younger listeners out there, right. I looked so at it, uh, and like explicit. you said. Dude, one of those don't happen. I mean, obviously we win the game. There's, there's three or four plays. I think about that. If only one of them went the normal way, we, well, you, a whole different ball. Game. That throw that rusted to Sauber. You got to catch that. It hit him right Absolutely. in the head. Absolutely. Yeah. Too the many of Judy those. Too. Ju- yeah. As good as a game as Judy had, he maybe not the most important catch, but he dropped a pretty important pass. Yeah. Right, like yeah. oh, got it. Albert O got it right after that play with like a very gritty. He got stopped. He was able to like inch his way forward and stretch because he's fucking huge. But if Albert O didn't do that, then we'd be looking at Jerry Judy like like kind of the reason why we didn't convert. So right, I don't know. Right, tough things, right. but some good good things that we got out of that though. I mean, I think considering all things with no preseason, Russ looked. All right, Russ ended well. I think that's a better way to word it for the most part. Uh, statistically, he ended up getting himself into a rhythm. But, man, he did look rusty. So I'm hoping he can shake that for Houston because just like the fan was saying this morning, I mean, we go down 0-2 to these two squads. Like, what happens next, dude? Like, what do we even right. do? Right, right. Well, I think, I think the big question is, uh, you know, what about – 
obviously the world watched and saw what a terrible decision it was for Nathaniel Hackett. And what, I mean, I think, I think if, if we were talking grades here, you know, you could give Russ his grade. He had his good moments. He had his bad moments, the wide receivers, the running backs, all that. But as far as a head coach goes, I think as if you're grading the head coach, he, he probably got a D or an F and that's obviously not what you're looking for. And when you're talking about clock management, it was poor, you know, then you've got the timeouts on the kneel downs and that that's kind of like, what are you doing? And, and so what do you guys think about his debut and, you know, are you concerned about it? Do you think it's just a rookie head coach and he's going to make mistakes? Uh, you know, this whole situation with Russell, you know, people are right. You paid Russell Wilson. You, this is the reason you brought him in. This is mm-hmm. the reason you paid him all that money is to let him do his thing. And, you know, when when the, you, I, I saw this is a perfect example, and then I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys go. But I saw um, a picture on the left side. It was Russell Wilson. And it said, let's ride. And on the right side, it was Nathaniel Hackett, and it said, "Let's kick," and <laughs> it made me it made me laugh. But it but it that's how it felt. Is like, how can you take the ball out of your quarterback's hands when this is the this is what this is the reason he's here for these moments? That's Mark, true. so I, I think it's a rookie mistake. You know, um, I do I do like him admitting that he probably should have gone for it. You know. He didn't wasn't like Jimbo where he's like I did nothing my office nothing's wrong with it or any of that, but right. he did say they how many yards did they get that drive at that point they weren't moving the ball that well, so but I think it was a matter of play decision they were trying to run the clock out while still being able to score points like yeah, I think sure. that was the intention of which I, in hindsight all makes sense but. I think we can all agree that the defense was playing at a much better level to where that concern should have been significantly less in regards to Seattle being able to drive down and score to win, right? And in reality, we're only really worried about that if we do settle for a field goal and make it at that point, right? right? Because if we are able to get a touchdown in no time, who's to say that they can go down and get six and then still convert the extra point with the way kicking is bad, all the above, right? Like, None of it made sense to me that last drive. And Dan, you said it, everybody, you know, nobody is not saying the fact that you should have let Russ mm-hmm. handle that last play. Like, no, aside from Nathaniel Hackett, I guess, and Russ trying to be a good sport about it. Um, I Luckily enough, I don't think that'll ruffle feathers yet, but you cannot do that again. No. For sure. Like, there's just no way about it. You cannot do that again. That is like your one get, get out of jail free card and you've burned it your first game, buddy. Right, like that, you have to but, learn from that mistake. Yep, like you have to yep. learn from it. And that the what the part that pissed me off with Hackett was him calling the timeouts. You know, after, yeah, right, like you right. look childish, right? You were like, "Oh fuck, I fucked up." So let me see if I can maybe squeeze out a punt and a one second like miracle return, dude. Right, oh, well, you're making us look bad. Yeah, timeouts. What's the whole point? Right, right. I mean that. Yeah, it was physically impossible for him to to. for them to be able to get the ball back at that point. And it was like, what are you doing? Right. Let it ride or not let it ride. Right. Let it go at that point. Just, just deal with it. Because I think ultimately as bad as Denver played to lose that game by one, I guess that's your silver lining. Right. Cause I think with, with the way things were, we could have lost by double digits. 
because right. Seattle's not good enough to beat us by double digits. And right. luckily enough, we're just on, we're talented enough to not lose by that much to a team who's not able to do so. So I guess sure. there's all of that, but you know, we got to figure out clock management. We've got to figure out the communication. And I hope that that is just nothing but focus. Like we don't need to actually practice football. I, I don't think that that's, and I hope that that makes sense, but we need to pra- sure. practice some of the nuances and the just, you know, the details that come along with being an efficient team, not just an offense, even though the defense looked pretty rusty, they got their shit together pretty quickly. They did. That, that was, um, was going to be the next thing I brought up was the defense looked fantastic in the second half. Yeah. Absolutely. They didn't give up any points. And more importantly, they did it very, very convincingly. Bradley Chubb, call it what you yeah. want, rookie tackle, whatever. But he definitely did what he should have done, at least, which is super nice. Right. Um, and you can appreciate that. So that's and he had I, a big he had a big play and a big moment, which is what we talked about. Big moment. Right after I finally. So, yeah. Right. Well, so we know. I mean, you trashed it, but like that team. was you're saying that's what you were saying was. Hey, this is what I expect. This is what I want from Bradley Chubb. This is why, you know, we need to, you know, this is why we drafted him for these kind of things, you know? Yeah, for so sure. And doesn't suffer too much that we lost Justin Simmons for a few weeks. So that's going to be a yeah. big problem. But I think we have some decent depth there. Well, maybe not like, it's, it's hard to have decent depth at safety, I feel like, because you never ride very heavy there. But with Stern, and then who else do we have? And we just signed Anthony Hamilton, or is that what his name is? Anthony Hamilton. We just signed him to the practice squad. I think we'll be okay, though. I don't think I, Justin is such a quiet contributor. I hate to say it like that, but I almost feel like I'm going to be curious if we feel his loss or not. You'll feel his loss. He's one of the best safeties in the league. Yeah, I think he is one of the best. I don't. I think Kareem is more of an inside box, you know. And a yep. I don't know if Stearns can do what Justin does, so it's going to be a big loss, I think, for us. Okay. All right. Well, good news is we lost them in the early part of the season where we have, well, what we would think is somewhat of an easy schedule. Right. Well, right. That's what well, I thought, too, but we <laughs> I, I was already one down. We start at least 2-0 and and then go yeah, for sure. the same frame, so. But, no, you, but you nailed it, though. You nailed it about as far as the, as far as the idea. I mean, that was such a culmination of of mistakes by the Broncos that it would be you could you could do your very best to try and and, and redo that in terms of like never you, could, you. You, could, you could probably never do it again in terms of the fumbles but also you know you the the, the dumb 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 penalties that was right. another thing that bothered me when watching the game was you know, on offense, the delay of games gotta gotta stop. Unreal. That has Unreal. to that has to get figured out. But then on defense, you know, speaking of Bradley Chubb, he had a dumb roughing the passer, which could have very yep. easily been avoided. And then the taunting and the stuff like that, where you know, some of it, it's like it's is it ticky tack maybe, but you know better. And that's what that's what bothered me. So it's like we that gotta, can't we, happen again. Away with the few calls, with like with Garrett Bowles is hugging people and stuff. You know, we got to wrap around Garrett Bowles, back, dude. dude. Yeah. Right. Ah, man. Right. Yeah. So, but with all that said, it's like for you guys, just like what you said, Casey, for you to lose by one and, and it was almost a, it was almost like it had to be a perfect storm of mistakes to lose that game. And that's and it what happened. it ended up being, yeah. which sucks in the NFL. That's horrible, but it, I doubt it happens again. Agreed. I agree. 
You know, one thing that bothered me. (laughs) Right. One one thing that bothered me about like how the coaching went towards the end there is I, I remember at the press conference after the game, Hackett said that the 45 was his target line. Yeah, the 46. The 46, the yeah. 46. And I was like, are, are you kidding fucking me? kidding me? Like, that's not comfortable. Yeah. That's not a comfortable field goal range. Right. It ain't Justin Tucker out here. You know what I mean? I well, mean even, with, even, even with Justin Tucker, like, shame on you if that's actually your strategy. Right. 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 I think, right? No, I agree. I agree. I agree. Completely agree. So we'll see. Dan? Tough weather. Tough weather. Um, you guys handled the Jets. How'd you feel yeah. about playing Flacco week one? How'd it uh, go for you? I felt good. I felt good. I felt like it. everything went the way it needed to go. You know, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, you know, the, the offense was rusty. Like I said, they were very rusty coming in. Um, and so there's some things that obviously need to continue to, to be worked on, but we handled business and that's, that's what was important. You know, offensively uh, we couldn't, we couldn't quite get the run game going, but I don't, it, it doesn't fully bother me because the jets, despite being a bad team, they actually have a really good defense and more specifically, they have a really good front seven. Um, you know, they've got Quinn and Williams in there. They've mm-hmm. got uh, CJ Mosley. They've got Quan Alexander. And those, those are really good players. So, For sure. and then obviously you've got a guy like Robert Salah who's leading them and he's a defensive guy. So you know that they're not going to make it easy on you defensively. Um, and not only that, but our starting running back was Kenyon Drake and he's only been with the team for, you know, a couple of weeks. And so I didn't expect a ton from the running game, but we just didn't, we couldn't get that going until later in the game. Um, I think it sounds like JK Dobbins was, uh, ready to go, but just, they, they wanted to take that extra measure of, of uh, caution and and so they they decided to wait on that and uh, so he may he may come back this weekend which would be awesome but uh, you know with him coming back and then Ronnie Stanley coming back I think that's a big I think that's a big uh, help for us but the the passing game Lamar looked fantastic throwing the ball I mean he was dropping dimes left and right uh, obviously. I think the way they started him, I think they knew he was going to be kind of rusty. So they gave him these short routes, which led to us kind of punting a few times in a row and that kind of stuff to begin the game. And then they let him open it up a little bit and he went down the field and he just did Lamar things, which was awesome. And I'm sure you guys saw, uh, you guys may have seen some of the, some of the highlights, but his touchdown, all of his touchdown throws were right on the money, perfect throws. Uh, which I was really happy about. And then he made some, a couple of plays with his legs that were, that I told, you know, I, I, I was sitting there watching with Kenny and I told Kenny um, these play that the, one of the plays that he made, it was third and eight and he basically got sacked, but, but he didn't, he got out of it and somehow some way managed to get a first down with his legs. And I told Kenny, there is one quarterback in the NFL who can do that. And that's Lamar Jackson. And I, and I really believe that I, I think Kyler Murray's got great, you know, he he's, he's got great legs, but he's not big enough to the point where he would have been sacked in that, in the same situation that Lamar was in, but Lamar was big enough to get out of it. Um, 
And so I don't think he could have done it. I don't think Jalen Hurts is fast enough. So Lamar's the one player in the NFL quarterback wise who could have done that. And so that's what makes him so special. Um, so yeah, he looked really, really good. Um, you know, the receiving core stepped up big time with all the questions about whether or not they were going to be able to, uh, you know, be a decent receiving core. Uh, Bateman had a, had a really nice, uh, he, he found himself wide open for a touchdown and Duvernay and all that. But, uh, so that looked good. And then, you know, defensively, I really liked what I saw. It's sort of hard to take away from it because, uh, it was Joe Flacco and I don't, you know, <laughs> it's not exactly the toughest test we're going to face this year. Um, but I thought that Mike McDonald in his, in his debut looked really good. We got a lot of pressure. I think our defensive line is going to be a force to be reckoned with, especially the interior. Um, Justin Matabike was an absolute monster and he was, you know, he was the highest graded uh, defensive lineman for the Ravens. Uh, Michael Pierce coming back was huge. So tons of pressure on the quarterback interior wise, Justin Houston played awesome. Um, and then I think, you know, Peters will be back. And then I think, um, you know, this upcoming week, it's going to be interesting because there's so much speed. I think what we were kind of doing was, was practicing for, for all that speed because, uh, we were not letting anything get behind us. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So, uh, so I was happy with that. Marcus Williams gets his pick, uh, and, uh, you know, obviously starts as a Raven with an interception. So I really like that. So yeah, I was, I was, I was very satisfied with it. Like I said, it wasn't perfect, but satisfied. Nice, dude. Who who do you guys have upcoming? Miami. Miami. All right. And they got and they got a ton of speed. Uh, you know, and last year our biggest issue was, you know, and and a lot of this had to do with the injuries in our secondary, but our biggest issue was that there was just big play after big play after big play. You know, we could we could play decent defense, but then somebody would get behind our safeties and it would be a big play. Uh that's something that I'm really looking for this year for us to say, okay, that's not going to happen. You may catch a couple of, you know, right in the middle of the field, you know, you might find us without anybody there, but there's going to be at least safeties behind you to where you're not going to be able to, uh, to, to just have a huge play and, and score a touchdown. Fucking Miami. And if you guys aren't yeah. careful and you lose to Miami. Lamar's going to already start thinking about going there. Yeah, well, we uh, we, we we will be careful and we won't lose to Miami because uh, you know, Tua Tua's just uh again, I don't I don't think he's got it even even though they beat the Patriots. Uh I don't think the Patriots are good at all. And so no, they probably I don't think so they, Yeah, they probably should have beat them by more and even just watching the way Tua threw the ball, it wasn't that <laughs> impressive. He still they didn't he win still because of like, Tua. Right. No, he's still, you know, he's got great playmakers, but um, if you put the pressure on him, he's still got a little, he's still got a little girly arm on him. So, um, so we'll, <laughs> I think we'll be good there. Oh, and then our, our offense is going to, uh, you know, Mark Andrews is just going to feast on those, on those linebackers. Well, Casey's, that'll be a fun game for you. Casey made a bold prediction already. His hot take. Yeah, no, I, I, said, I hate it. Sorry, dude. Sorry, man. I just, you know, I think, look, 
Okay, so Lamar comes into week one, no real preseason efforts, and he basically is playing in midseason form, right? He's able to toss three touchdowns. Like, in a perfect world, everybody wants their quarterback to toss three touchdowns or more, right? right. And the price tag when he does that is only getting higher and higher. And Baltimore has been pretty clear that they, for whatever reason, don't want to pay him. Somebody's going to pay that motherfucker, and he's going to deserve every penny of it. And I don't know if Baltimore is going to be the one. Wow. Baltimore will be the one. I don't think anybody's going to pay him what Baltimore is not willing to pay him. You don't think so? You think they'll come no. to the table with all the all the money? Hundred percent. Were you surprised uh, to that by uh, was it Jason Lacanfleur or somebody who said that he'd be traded before the draft next year? Yeah, but but it, it sounds like he's somebody who is just full of bad takes, and so. Well, it who's even that it, partner in that circumstance? Who are they trading them to comfortably? Right. And what is that return love like? Exactly. <laughs> I'm not even exactly. going to lie. I want yeah. I do kind of want to see what you guys would get in return, like hypothetically, because, I mean, he's an MVP. Assuming he's healthy in the circumstance, I imagine, right? Like, you got to imagine coming off a playoff run to some capacity, if not more, potential MVP candidacy, if not a win, right? So, well, and it'll be interesting – you know, it'll be very interesting to see, uh, you know, I think a big thing this year is, or, or this coming off season is um, Joe, Joe, uh, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, both eligible for their, their own contract extension uh, extensions. And um, the, the market will be very determined by those two, you know, assuming that they, they get their extensions the market will be very determined by by that. So is are their extensions going to lean toward the, um, you know, Deshaun Watson was an outlier and they're still not going to be the full guaranteed money that you want? Or are they going to go, are they going to lean towards the, yeah, the world is going toward, or the league is going toward guaranteed money now and that's the way it's going to be. And if that is what it is, then the Ravens kind of have no choice but to say, all right, yep, we'll give you the guaranteed money that you're asking for, especially if he has just a somewhat decent season. He doesn't even have to have a great season, just no. a decent season, and they'll pay him what he wants. I'm very confident of that. So then like- why wait? Sorry. Right. Then why wait? Gosh, you got me. I, I have no idea. I have no idea what the holdup was. I really believe that the Ravens feel – that Deshaun Watson's contract is the exception and not the rule. Um, For sure. Right. And Lamar wants Deshaun Watson money. And, you know, the Ravens, I still think, I really believe the Ravens were bit in the ass by the Joe Flacco deal. And they had to get rid of everybody else on the team. So if Deshaun Watson, if that, if he doesn't work out in Cleveland, they are, they are completely screwed for the next several years, right? Yep. I mean, they won't, because that's all guaranteed, all of it. And they don't have anything else to work with. They can't, they can't do anything else with it. Not, it's, they're screwed. So just, as a team, you have to think about it, you know? Younger, better, way better person off the field, better on the field. So I get what he wants that money too, though. Totally, absolutely. But- you know, it's, it's, so it's one of those situations where it is kind of a, you know, Hey, is, can we, can we decimate, can we risk decimating a team 
for the sake of one for the sake of one person. And, you know, how does that work? I mean, I, I don't know. It's 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 difficult. Obviously, I would love it if they would pay him. I would be totally fine if they paid him what he wanted. I love Lamar Jackson. Uh, I think he's, like you said, great off the field. He's been a joy for all the fans to watch. The teammates love him. The front office loves him. He's obviously a stud on the field. So pay the man what he wants. But, yeah, you know, it's just uh, now, you know, he he they were asking Lamar today about his contract. And he said, respectfully, I'm done talking about my contract until the next until the offseason. So please don't ask me about it anymore. That's great. So, That's yeah. great, though. I like that. Yeah. I love yeah. Lamar more for even he's playing. You know, most guys would be like, I'm he's not going to go on the field at all. Exactly. Well, and and you know, I bet you guys a win and statistically right? rocked out. Like, right. Well, he and shuts he, up the, and plays. The nice thing about this situation, and, and the silver lining is he now he's betting on himself. So now he yep. now the only the, the best thing for him to do is to go out there and play well. You know what I mean? It's yep. not even like Absolutely. It, 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 he's he's not going to help himself at all if he goes out there and tries to be a dick and says, like, I don't want to play well or whatever. No, none of that. Stuff. And, trade and last something. year. Right. Right. Last year in his in that podcast, I think I told you guys maybe at the very beginning of last year. He said, I'll never hold out because I love football too much. Like, I just won't do it. Like, that's that's not something that I'll do because I love football. I love the Ravens. And so I want to get this done, but I'll never hold out. And that's a promise. And he he represents himself, right? Like, as an agent? Yeah. Interesting. And and his mother. I don't know why he doesn't reach out to a couple other quarterbacks in the league and ask how they structure their deals. Like, right. a, like I look at a Russell Wilson and he got all that guaranteed money by it's a super like a, from a strategic cap standpoint, they did a great job with it. Meaning like it doesn't decimate the team gives us an opportunity to bring in free agents and compete and all the above For while sure. still paying him a lot of money. And I know that the price tags are different, but they've got to be able to work something like that. Maybe he's just, maybe you can't find the, yeah, that's crazy. It must be tough representing yeah. yourself, but all at the same time, the best way to go about it. Like, I would never want to have to pay somebody money to represent me like that. Yeah, yeah if you can uh, take it, sure. Yeah, for but, sure. Um, Baltimore's probably coming to Lamar. Like, Watson was going to get traded no matter what, right? So he was almost at an open market. So who's going to pay right. him the most? Who's going to give up the most? For sure. Lamar's under contract. They can still franchise him two more years. After for sure. This. For sure. Which would, which would ultimately be a detriment to them. Um because I think with franchising a quarterback, it's like ridiculously 20% over the market or on your team. Right? Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, there's nothing good about it, but, but you're right. I mean, they, they, they absolutely can do that. Yeah. He's not Kirk cousins. <laughs> right. Right. Like, don't make it, so, don't make him feel that way. Well, if he could right. feel the same way as Kirk cousins felt like, okay, I'll play this year, get my 23 franchise me for the next two years. That's guaranteed money. No matter what. Do you know, think sure. that's what's going to happen? Yeah, once you, yeah, once you, it's all guaranteed, right? Yeah, it's all guaranteed, but it's not a long-term deal, and that's yeah, what right. I think that's what they want, right? I mean, that's what they they, they want that yeah. long-term deal for sure, and for sure. they want the security and they want all that. So it is tough, but you know, Casey, to your point, I mean, that's the thing is with the if if you've got the skin to be able to take the without an agent, because the whole idea of an agent is like obviously they know the rules, they know the they know how to get you a little more money or whatever, but also they 
they sort of act as a middleman between you and the team. And yep. so that way your feelings aren't hurt when the team says, well, we're not going to pay all that money, you know, like that's way right. too much money or whatever, because, because X, Y, and Z, these are the criticisms of you as a quarterback. The reason why we're not going to do it is X, Y, and Z. The agent can act as a middleman there. So you don't have to deal with all that. But if you, if you've got the toughness for it to where you're like, yeah, I can take that criticism. No problem. Then, Hey, you know, make a little more money, I guess. You know, I feel like Lamar's going to get tagged. He's going to play well. No, he's not. He's going to play well so, this year. Herbert and Burrow are not going to get guaranteed money like Watson, and Lamar's going to be stuck on that. So they're not going to have a choice. But, to yeah, but in two years him. from now, two years from now, that guaranteed money better be what he's getting at the Oh, it's going to be a lot of money. Cap, right? right? It's going right. to be a well, shit ton of money. It, I think the cap market. goes up next year. So. Yeah. Yep. That shit will be like $50 million for a year. Yeah. So, that will ruin we'll the relationship, fine. though, right? Okay. If it will, and that's what I'm afraid of. Biggest franchise next year is like 46, like Dan said. And I think the second year is like whatever the average is plus 20% more. Yeah, yeah it's definitely okay, up yep. the second year. Yeah, I mean, in short term, he'll make great money. So it's yeah. really not the worst case as long as you – I mean, not to sound like an asshole, but I mean – 46 million or whatever like you can't live off that for the rest of your life like manage your money right like take the short-term opportunity right no i'm just kidding in three years let's say he does 23 46 and then like 20 percent say he's 54 right yeah that's 100 100 million basically three years yeah yeah easy yeah that's not too bad it's it, I and and I that's my biggest fear is ruining that relationship. I don't want the Ravens to ruin that relationship with Lamar because I think he wants to be a Raven. I really think he he wants to be a Raven his whole career. He loves the Ravens. The Ravens love him. The fans love him. All of that. And, well, he just uh, fits. He's a Raven. Right. He's like, a Raven, he and Raven. that's and that's the way it is. So so we just we need to figure it out with him. We need to get it taken care of. I hope he has a monster season. A MVP calories, uh, ca- excuse me, MVP caliber season and a Super Bowl. Obviously, those are things that I hope not only for the team, but for him as an individual. And then then he's worth whatever the heck he wants. He's bet on himself. He wins for himself. He's a great dude. He deserves it. And that's I mean, that's the dream. That's the fantasy. And uh, I hope it comes true for him. So. For sure. Julio, yeah, nice check in. Yeah, I mean. Listen, I'll contribute. I'll throw a low in. You know what okay. I mean? Throw a point. Give a little bit of 1% in there. Right. I'll get a little. Yeah, yeah I, I, I contribute in other ways, right? I contribute in. Uh, <laughs> support. I contribute. Not, not money, oh. but yeah, support. Uh, I'll bring snacks when needed. There you go. Um, Just you me. know what I mean? Right. I'm a, yeah, I'll be, you know, I'll, I'll even, at this point, I'll even be the fall guy. If he gets himself in legal trouble, I'll be the fall <laughs> guy. You know what I mean? Oh, nice, no. dude. That you is. know, so. So he, he's got my support 100%. Atta baby, atta baby. Julio, uh, what a wild, what a wild game. Game of the week yeah, as man. far as, man, I don't know. Oh, yeah. the, that was the crazy. Game and the Bronco-Seattle game was also maybe game of the week. But what a wild finish in uh, there, there in your game. What are your what are your thoughts? You guys got the win. I don't think most people expected you to get the win, not disrespectfully, but, you know, people – People love the Bengals. It's ridiculous, but you know how did how did you feel? You know, Sunday I was it was a roller coaster of emotions. It was a roller coaster 
throughout the entire game. It started it started hot. We started out great. Played well. Um defense played spectacular. Uh the offense could not move the ball, which, you know, same story as last year. Okay. O line struggling. Um but yeah, I mean I'm bummed about the whole TJ Watt thing. He'll be out good for news, what seems like about six weeks. So that's yeah, he'll he'll still be around. Um, which is gonna be good. But he's he had a ridiculous game. He had a pick. He batted down a couple balls, had two sacks. Ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And the guy is that guy is still as good as they come. Yeah, dude. He he can control a game. And from the defensive side of the ball, that is tough. That's rare. Right. Um, so I wish he was still with the team, but you know, we we'll get him back in six weeks. Um, hopefully the defense can hang on till then at least, you know, get through these next six games f- at, at 500. Let's go three and sure. three on, you know, sure. and that's me being hopeful. I didn't, I honestly, you know, when I woke up Sunday morning, I was just hoping they'd cover the spread, you know, which right. at the time was six and a half. So I was like, all right, you know, if, if we take an L here and it's under a touchdown, I could take that as a W to start the season against the Bengals sure. who, you know, were just in the Super Bowl. So, right, right. Of course, we won um, literally the last second of overtime, played five whole quarters. And you, you, you forced five turnovers from Joe Burrow. Yeah, that that was a lot. And like, I, I think that just the football gods were not on their side. Not, football gods did not want them to win whatsoever yeah. you know coming down to the end with a missed field goal there what's up i said they were still right in the middle of that game with the, all the turnovers yeah because this offense and the Steelers side couldn't move the fucking ball yeah they had no business being in it, any part of that game uh, you know at, at this point i'm on the fucking let's just start picket bandwagon i was gonna say right. how long do you think until he gets the nod i mean if you're winning it really doesn't matter as long as mitch isn't like ultimately fucking it up but at, at some point you got to put up points yeah, for sure. I I would say, I mean, me personally, if I was running shit, I'd give him three more weeks. Oh, you, and what looking if the way he did. What's up, Dan? You're saying three weeks of looking the way he did. Yeah. And and then okay, right? Yeah. No, but, but what, good question is, what if what if you are three and zero? You won't be, but yeah. what if you are? Then you know, let's keep it right because we got some. You know, we, we got the Patriots this next Sunday, but then we got the Browns and the Jets. So I'm hoping he can show something within the next three games, right? That he's deserving to stay the starter because if he can't, you know, have a good game either against the Browns or the Jets, especially the fucking Watsonless Browns, it's it's going to be tough to say. Let's not start Kenny. You see the sure. report that came out that Tomlin wants Pickett to sit all year. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not against that either because they'll probably do him some good. Plus, our O line is is rough right now, so I, I don't want Kenny to get beat up either. I'm just excited to see what he's got in like in a regular season. For sure. Oh yeah. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing more exciting than seeing how a um, not only a first round pick but a first round rookie. I'm sorry, a first round a first round quarterback. Right. There's nothing more exciting than than like waiting for them to come in. That's a hard that's a hard thing to do is is wait on that. But uh, no, so I I feel you 100. percent Yeah, Julio, I'm sorry about all those Bengal pickers you got. So. It's all right, man. Whoever that is out there, if, I hope you're listening. 
and I want you to go fuck yourself. That was me, bro. I gave him the number to text you. Who? You gave who? That comedian. He's a comedian. Oh, my God, dude. You're now just realizing that? That's amazing, dude. He's like, every week, he's like, drop me a number of an annoying Steeler fan. I'm going to text him all week. I was like, I'm dropping Julio's number on him. What a piece of shit. Amazing. (laughs) Oh, fully well uh, deserved. What a piece of shit. That is so good, dude. I loved it. You don't know how angry I got. I loved the mystery of it. I was I was loving it, dude. That was awesome. Yeah. It's like I'd be sitting there all day just waiting. I'm like, I know this fucker's gonna hit me up again. I know it. He got in your head big time. If and you then, were the Steelers, you would have you would have got fucked up because oh of for how, sure because of, for you, sure. You, he won the mind game <laughs> for sure. That it was fucked every single day That's for a week awesome. straight. I was so pissed every time I'd get that message. <laughs> It would just trigger me. The bangle in the wild. Yeah, dude, it's just literally a tiger every time in the in the jungle. I love it, dude. Oh man, damn it, Mark! I thought it was amazing. I was cracking up. That's why I kept asking you about it. Yeah, that shit hurts, bastard. So, Um, so if you guys, if you guys had one team this week that you would say, um, okay. The panic meter just went up a lot on this team. Who who would that team be for you guys? After this Julio. first week? Yeah, Julio, let's start with you. So so after week one, this is this is total now now let me let me just preface by saying the overreactions for for week one specifically are wild, right? I mean there are oh, for sure. You know, it's the it's the 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 Buffalo fans and the Kansas City fans they had great games but they are already they're already calling them Super Bowl champions uh the you you've got the Bronco you know you've got the Bronco fans saying I told you this was a bad idea these guys suck yada yada and it's like bro like it was week one like nobody knows what's going to happen in week one the overreaction was crazy but the team that worries me the most Panameter it's got to be the defending champs the Rams okay so they just you just thought they don't look they look too bad to Well you you look bad. You think they're gonna lean more on Cam Akers and he gets three touches for zero yards right. as a yeah, bad. Well he he Terrible. said something to the coach. He had to have. There's look no way blind, for sure. Look look really bad. Jalen looked horrible out there. So they just no... had that Super Bowl hangover though, man. You don't think right. that that's what that was? Like they just partied a little bit harder this offseason for obvious reason and it just you know, just with a no out of shape. Yeah, yeah. It, might be, it might turn it around, but I'm just saying, like, if I was like just off the games I saw, that's one of the teams that would worry me the most. Right. Yeah. But but what are you? So so I mean, they the Bills have a good offense, which is yeah. the reason why that game wasn't close. But if you really think about it, it's like why why the Rams more than the Bengals, for example, to say, hey, that's a team like five turnovers. That's but crazy. Were, you, you think there were five turnovers that they? Well, he was still hung around. That no, but that's Steelers not being it, the best offensive team, right. right? Would they have? They would not have hung around with the Bills if they had if they had played that way against the Bills. It would have. You could argue that the, the it would have been a worse. It would have been worse. The beat Bills down. also didn't have what's the name? Uh, Tre'Davious White, their best corner, wasn't playing with Buffalo. No, true, true. Yeah. Um, so no, I mean that's fair. That's totally fair. I just so so you're worried. You're saying maybe it's not just. Super Bowl hangover. Maybe this team isn't nearly as good as they were last year. 
I, I bold prediction the Rams missed the playoffs. Ooh. Okay. Oh, wow. Hey, that's like a it. tough division. Actually, it is. Right now, the Seahawks, that's tough division. You know what I mean? Yeah. Seahawks are the only team in that division is <laughs> with the days of 1-0. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's Dude, wild. I, I think this one's kind of obvious, but the Cowboys, right? They yeah, Week definitely. one, not only did they look terrible against Tampa in a – and they're a part of a division where I'm not going to say that they were issuing because the Eagles are probably going to would have given them a run for their money. But now it's I think it's the last season for Dallas again. Like you're going to lose Dak for what, six games, maybe right. more. Right. Uh, you're, I'm not saying you're going to be 0 and 6, but you're not going to be above 500 unless if something crazy happens. So I'm, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I look at Dallas just another another season where i'm sure they all felt like okay we're gonna give it a shot at a super bowl i at least had them pinned as a potential wild card team in the nfc and now they're to me they'll probably get a top a top 10 pick yeah and they i mean and you know what's crazy is you know they lost a lot of good players over the offseason they really they they really lost you know and i think i don't i don't think people really realized enough how how many good players they lost i really think mike mccarthy is a freaking trash coach and, you know, I mean, I, I, it's hard to say, but it's like, man, Jerry Jones, that guy is a that guy's hard to work with. dude. Like he is just so about the the glamour and the you know, I mean, he's just he it's yeah. it's very loves the attention. You know, he, he loves the attention. He lamb, too, after the game. Right. Right. Exactly. And you're talking about like, I mean, it's like he's the one who broke the news about Dak. You know what I mean? And it's like, do you love that? Do you love your owner to be the, the he needs to be the guy who's breaking the news? You know, it's like, that's kind of how it felt. Right. Yeah. No, you it's well, he's funny thing is Jerry's probably a very good owner in regards to like the way he he allows his resources to be a part of the team. But he's such a control freak that he might as well be the coach, even though he's not the coach. Right. So how do you Agreed. even go in there with, I, I don't know, there's too much ego there. Right. Well, not to mention, yeah, like, he's loyal, company, right? He's too care. loyal to his, he's too loyal to his employees, which I know that sounds like a bad thing to say, but it's like that guy right. pays huge contracts to guys who probably don't deserve huge contracts. And it's like, that is going to be a detriment to your team until you realize who deserves it and who doesn't, you know? Yep. Fair enough, man. I Julio, agree. What, what about, about you, Julio? All right. Um, yeah. I'm going to say that after week one, the AFC champions will come out of the AFC West this year. Okay. You lost me because <laughs> <Yeah>. this is <laughs> sorry. I'm looking. Morning. Sorry, marijuana. <laughs> what just happened? Kids. No, I'm asking about your panic eater, not. I'm not your sorry, random. Coming out of not sorry. your random. I, was, I, was, I mean, that was <laughs> one of the most random thoughts I've ever heard in my life. Terrible. You are terrible. Sorry, uh, my, <laughs> yeah, my mind was going somewhere. Um, Clearly, uh, all right. So. I don't think I think the Raiders will be last in the AFC West this year. And picking up Devontae Adams. Yeah. Picking up Devontae Adams is gonna look good on paper. Because he's gonna get the ball thrown to. Right. But everything else won't work right. 
for the Raiders. Yeah. Okay. I don't, and I think I they, like they, that. they may have invested a little much on probably the wrong piece. This offseason. Not, not saying anything yeah. about Devon, you know, not no knock on Devonte, but they had Hunter well, Renfro, man. You know, that's something that a lot of people talk about is, you know, are these, these wide receivers are getting paid huge money for sure. Are they valuable enough to really get paid that kind of money? You know, nope. and that's the question, right? I mean, oh. Devonte Adams getting a massive contract. He deserves, he deserves a ton of money, but when those kind of contracts, I mean, you, you know, with, with that, it was like green Bay lost him because he wanted too much money. And now it's now, you know, he's with a team that he may not be able to add enough to, to, to win games. Right. For sure. Dude, there are a lot of really good receivers in the NFL these days. Well, yeah, because it's a passing league, right? So they really all benefit from it. And we've seen an influx of what we would call good receivers. And most of these guys are freaks of nature anyways, I guess. But for sure. For sure. Yeah. And that's um, actually my my panic meter team is the the Green Bay Packers. Oh, because nice. really? Yeah, that's a team where I look at them and Me say nah, but but <laughs> of course, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers says relax and it's all yeah, good. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I know they got their ass kicked last year, week one, and that didn't mean anything. But like, man, I'm sitting there watching that game. Not only am I uh, supremely impressed by Justin Jefferson, but I look at, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he. It feels to me that he continues to drive a wedge between himself and the Green Bay Packers and. You know, he just has an attitude about stuff. He, he he wants everything to go his way. He obviously took a huge contract this offseason, and so they couldn't pay Devontae Adams the money he wanted. So he had to go. Now Aaron Rodgers has shitty wide receivers, and he let everybody know that he has – you know, he let everybody know he has shitty wide receivers. So yep. – the wide receivers <laughs> don't even have any confidence because no. Aaron Rodgers is trashing them every chance he gets. And I just feel like that wedge just keeps getting more and more and more. And it's like, I, this year, my panic meter is, is the Green Bay Packers because this year I don't think Aaron Rodgers cares enough to overcome it. I don't think their defense is going to be good enough. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers has the, I don't think they have the, um, talent on offense, their 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 uh, offensive line looks horrible, yeah, he and he got beat up. And and there will be some guys uh, coming back to that offensive line when they get healthy. But I just I just don't see it. I mean, I look at it. I know that that's a not a very good division. But you know, the Bears did their thing. The the Vikings, Vikings look looked fantastic. Yeah, and you know the Lions are freaking gritty. And so I'm not saying that any of those teams are going to be, you know, dominate that division, but they're going to make it a lot harder on the Packers this year than I think they have in the recent past. Yeah. Well, they're already 0-1 in the division. So if the division right. games don't go their way, the remainder of their schedule is going to be a first-place schedule. So they're going to be screwed. Right. Yeah, that right. means so. that Rodgers does not give his young receivers confidence. Christian Watson drops that pass, and you see Aaron Rodgers' face, you know? Like- right. Right, it's not. The, if you don't you know catch what? the ball, you're going to be on the bench. Like, come on, don't it's, say that, dude. Right. I mean, it's you know what? It's crazy. Is is I watched uh, 
Russell Wilson, when he was when he was throwing the ball on Monday night and and his receivers made a mistake, I saw I saw leadership. I saw somebody sure. who said who who gave a you know what, no problem. If there wasn't even a there wasn't even a moment of you piece of shit, you should have you know yeah, what I mean? Rogers, right, right, rolling right. his eyes like you stupid. Right. <laughs> Rogers over there rolling his eyes. Rogers over there trashing these dudes. And it's like that's not how you, you know, these are guys that you haven't played with and they don't right. give a shit about you. You're just old Aaron Rodgers to them. You know, like you don't, you know, they're, they're out there working, trying to do their thing while you're freaking doing jeopardy, you know? So it's like, yeah, for sure. Screw but you, bro. Like for me was, he talks about not having rhythm. them not doing stuff. It's your fault. You didn't play in the preseason with all right. these guys either. Right. And Aaron Rodgers, yeah. You don't think you need to play in the preseason. So for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is not Tom Brady. You know, that's just the way it is. Nope. I'm sorry, Aaron, but you're just not. You're just not Tom Brady. And that's just how it's always going to be. Tom Brady can miss 11 days, you know, and, and still get the respect of his teammates. But you can't. Or Mahomes. And I bet you if, you, if, if Brady Mahomes. was on a team with so many young receivers, he wouldn't have missed those 11 days. He's in a team exactly. full of veterans when he knows he can miss those days and they'll be fine. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And they would have been working in the offseason. And he also, he would, while he holds, Tom Brady holds people accountable when they mess up, it's a different way than Aaron Rodgers, right? It's yeah. not the passive aggressive way that you know NFL players hate, right? You know NFL players hate passive aggressive quarterbacks, rolling their eyes at them, making them look stupid on national television, all that kind of stuff. If anything, I'd rather you I'd rather you come up to me and yell at me on the sideline because at least then we can have a conversation. For sure. And more importantly, that's where it gets done. Right? That's where you do it. You you quickly look to reset. You maybe chew his ass out a little bit. I know we've seen all the greats do it anyways. So it's kind of comes yep. with the territory. But you don't like you said, you don't do it on in a demeaning way. You don't do it on the field. You pull him the fuck aside and say, dude, you gotta catch that first off. Secondly, like, am I fucking firing the ball too hard? Like what what can I do better? I don't exactly. think he ever takes much accountability for himself, which right. I don't know, twenty twenty hindsight on if you know we can if we had ever had him here in a Broncos uniform, because I know obviously we were pushing heavy for him. But, <laughs> right. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean he's I mean, the two-time guy. MVP the last two years. Yeah, it's not like that's he's not, true. It's not like he's not supremely talented. It's just, right. it just seems like the wedge between he and the Packers, even though they claim to have figured things out, it just seems like that wedge keeps driving and driving and driving. And every time they lose, there's a big somebody takes a big hammer and drives that wedge even further. Yeah, dude, I don't think it, it, it didn't go away from a couple years back. It just right. lingered in oh, the background. Right. right. No, and it's been, it's been drama, right? I mean, ever, Always. ever since that thing started, it's been drama. It's been Aaron saying, yeah, I'm not going to say anything to them about whether or not I'm going to retire. I'm just going to, you know, maybe I'll retire and do Jeopardy full time. I don't know. And I'm not going to say anything to them about it. They, they're just going to have to wait and see. And it's like, that's that is not the way to work with an organization that he has always been about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, obviously, the whole situation with the, you know, what, whatever, you, whatever anybody's beliefs on the vaccine status was as far as an NFL quarterback goes, you know, for him to, you know, he, he tried to he tried to lie his way through that. And, yep. you know, yeah, he got yeah. caught and he was the center of that drama. And that's not what a leader does. It's just not. 
I agree, man. You know, it's kind of weird to see a tale of two tapes because if you look at the Green Bay franchise, they've been incredibly blessed from a quarterback's perspective, but it never ends well. Brett Favre didn't end well. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers isn't going to – like, it's not ending well, right? So we'll just assume it's not going to end well at this point. Like, what's the deal – you know, what's the deal there too? Because now it's becoming a trend for Green Bay. Right. Right, exactly. So, I mean, Aaron's clearly like kind of an issue, but it's a trend. Well, so. and clearly, so. and clearly, Green Bay just knows how to draft um, su- like amazingly talented quarterbacks who are also right. a little bit wild. Because now, you know, obviously now we see Brett Favre, and he's <laughs> he's he's now in big trouble. You know, with from welfare, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, just no, funneling no, welfare Favre. money into his daughter's. <laughs> college volleyball team a volleyball team stadium yeah, so he looks right. like a hero there right oh dear i mean welfare money brett come on yeah dude. seriously dude you couldn't <laughs> find people willing to back brett Favre to fucking get money like the right <laughs> right like, come right. on dude half of america will back you 110 million dollars why why wow that's a it's... lot of money man it's just bad. It's just bad all the way around. So that's all right. Unreal. So Julio, now, now, uh, please let us know how you feel about, uh, you know, who's going to come out of the AFC West. Yes, I was looking yeah. at the AFC oh, standings, AFC West standings, and you know, I, I think it's going to be either the Chiefs or the the Chargers that come oh, that you. come out of the AFC. Yeah, man. Well, I can't believe you, pal. <laughs> you, you couldn't have expected anything. I mean, how are you going to, how are you going to say the AFC West is chiefs or chargers and not even mention the Broncos? Yeah, for sure. Like I, if he just flat out said the chiefs, I would have been a little bitter, but you can't really argue that because they're supreme. But you're charging, dude, you're charging with them. Come on. Yikes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, what do you? What did you see? That I mean, we all know what you saw for the Chiefs. They looked fantastic. Cool. I didn't. I'm not. I'm not convinced that part of that wasn't how Arizona is just a fucking trash franchise as well. But dude, Arizona. What did you? There, dude. They can't figure it out. And 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 yeah, hey, Casey, people. You live in Arizona. Gotta, what are people saying out there about that? Right, dude. You know they're actually. Let me be honest. I don't fucking listen to Arizona radio. I listen to the fans so much. But what yeah. I've been able to pick up a little bit is that there's still some internal drama with the Cliff Kingsbury circumstance, a little bit of Kyler Murray issue, right? Like, they signed sure. a big, big contract, a ton of guaranteed money, and that's what he goes and puts out. Like, Cliff Kingsbury's right. on the hot seat, dude. He's definitely well, on the hot seat, and I feel bad for him, kind of. Right, and people are not happy with Kyler Murray. People are no, People really believe that Kyler Murray is – uh, he, he, there's very little lack of leadership. They were not happy with the way he handles him, handled himself in the off season with, you know, deleting the Cardinals on social media right. and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, it, the truth is Kyler's got to show that he's willing to be the, you know, I think he's built a reputation and not on accident of the, he's the last guy in and the first guy out kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Right. Like, Right. He's not putting in the work. He's playing video games. He's, you know, he's on a professional video game team. And it's like, how much time are you spending playing video games with, with he your lives professional with his video? Parents too. Right. Like, and, and how much, why are you not putting that time into 
with your teammates into studying the, the playbook, all those kind of things. I mean, that whole playbook clause thing that there's a reason why they put that in there of, Hey, you have to study a certain amount because we didn't, I mean, as the Cardinals, we don't feel that you're doing it enough. And it's like, yeah. he's got something to prove here and he really didn't show it. No. And he, uh, I think he looked, I watched that game. I think he looked actually really bad. I was yeah, watching right. him. I'm like, he's, too small for the NFL. He flat out is, right? He's got arm talent, so that's like what makes him the exception and his speed to some capacity, so that way he can get into the open field to make those throws. But ultimately, I don't think he's a very good quarterback. He might be a good athlete. So I think the Cardinals wasted their money. I watched him go up against the Kansas City defense. That might be improved, but it's not good. And he could not move the ball, dude. Could not move the ball one bit. So... I know he's missing DeAndre, but they're still pretty talented. He was spoiled by DeAndre Hopkins. He thinks he He just run around and bomb the ball somewhere. It ain't the same without DeAndre. Yeah. And you have to, I mean, you have to, you know, with Kingsbury and that whole situation, I mean, it's just, it's not a good look when there's so much, uh, there's so many eyes on you all off season with certain things, you know what I mean? All off season, all preseason, all this kind of stuff, right? The Kyler yeah. Murray drama, the Cliff Kingsbury drama. You know, you're you're you, you got uh, Hollywood Brown now. Now that he's in Arizona, now he's now he's driving criminally fast, twenty <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> right, like, God, like he didn't do that in Baltimore. You know, and that's not. I'm not saying that like, oh, that's Baltimore's such a great thing. But like, Baltimore had the. I think Baltimore, as a franchise, had the respect of players to say, you know, we're not gonna. We're not going to screw this up there. Right. There's a standard here and we're not going to. And so it's like, there's so much. And that leads to people looking at you and saying, okay, we're going to put a microscope on what you're putting on the field. And if you're not putting, if you're, if you're not, if you're going to get blown out of the water on week one by, by Kansas city at home, like people are going to start to talk, you know, and and maybe it's an overreaction. Cliff probably gets fired this year. I think. I think so too. I'm not it, sure. I was still hasn't been fired. Yeah, and I, you and know, I, yes. I predict Sean Payton ends up ends up there as the coach. Ooh, Sean no way! Payton, huh? Wow, yeah. that's a good prediction, dude. That's a good hot take. I like that. Sean that'd Payton, be, that'd be a good. Uh, but that would he be wants a good to do it. Phil, go ahead. So he wants that, to do it under the impression he gets Kyler Murray as his quarterback, or yeah. is he going to look to replace him? No, I think he'll bring. Amen. He'll come in thinking that he knows what to do with Kyler. For sure, he's good with short people. You know, Drew Brees. Drew yeah, Brees, right. and he wasn't even a mobile quarterback. So now he gets a dual threat. He gets his Taysom Hill with uh, a little bit extra. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Or his Jameis Winston with a little bit more mobile. more athleticism. Yeah. Yeah. Like if Fair Taysom enough. Hill and Jameis had a gets, baby? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Taysom Winston. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. All right. Well, we're going to enjoy the shit out of week two coming yeah, up. Baby. Um, we'll be back next week per usual. Thanks all for listening. Thanks, Thanks all for guys. listening. I will have a a full update of my time in Baltimore, my uh, you know, my my views from the field. You know, I'll get some interviews in with some of the guys. I got an interview scheduled with Lamar. Can you uh, shit, say it again? When are you gonna head out? Uh, we fly in tomorrow. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah, so we'll, we'll spend some time on Friday uh, and Saturday just exploring that area. And then uh, and then obviously Sunday we'll be at the game. And so uh, 
you know, if, if you're listening, if, it, if there are any Ravens listening to this, please take extra special care to win the game on Sunday, just because I will be there and I am flying from Colorado and it's a long flight and it is expensive. And, uh, I would like to, to do what to you need to, to win. <laughs> I'm going to make sure the man and you owe me and I'm going to make sure that it's a good trip, but winning or losing on Sunday will determine whether it stays <laughs> a good trip or if it turns into a great trip. And that's right. the, that's the attitude I'm going to take. If the Ravens win, it's going to be a great trip. Maybe the best trip ever. If they lose, I'm going to still be determined to make it a good trip. Good man. Good man. Very nice. But I don't know how I feel about that. Might right. be a shitty trip. Well, enjoy that. And we'll recap that when you get back and break it down sure. for us. 